0: wait on the Lord regarding this. Um, Just open up in prayer. And then I have a scripture. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God, I just pray that we can come to you empty, Lord. We would empty ourselves of all of the uh, soul clutter. All the traffic in our soul, Lord. All the things we're thinking about. All the things that we think we have to get done today. Lord, whatever it is, Lord, we just pray that you would uh, clear the traffic out. We would put the, empty ourselves of all those things right now at the foot of the cross. Just empty ourselves. And that we would be filled with one thing. What do you want, Lord? Our only agenda would be, what do you want, Lord? Throughout our day, that would be our prayer. Lord, what do you want right now? How can I minister to you? What's on your heart? How can I please you now? Lord, we would be consumed with doing your will, even as you were consumed with doing the will of the Father. Lord, you had food that was fueling you. The food was to do the will of your Father. That's what fueled you. You really didn't need anything else. I just needed to do the will of my Father. That's what was in you. The earthly things really didn't have a hold on you at all. You were consumed with one thing, this heavenly agenda. What do you want, Lord? Not my will, but yours be done. That's what consumed you. That's what fueled you. That's what gave you strength. That's what gave you power. It was your food. Lord, I just ask you for that for us, Lord. It would become our food to do your will. It would be what fuels us. It would be what gives us strength, Lord. And there is so much joy in doing your will, that we get the joy of the Lord in that place, the strength of the joy of the Lord in doing your will. And God, I pray for a spirit of wisdom and revelation, Lord, that we would not presume to know what that is. We think we know what your will is. We would not presume to know, Lord, but we would humbly wait upon you, that we would be watching and waiting. we would, uh, these things that we think we're supposed to be doing, Lord, I pray that we would take these things and put them again at the foot of the cross and give them back to you. They're not going anywhere. If you want us to pick those things back up, that is so easy for you to show us that. So, Lord, those things we think we, we should be doing. We lay them at your feet, Lord, even now when we surrender those things. Thank you, Lord. You can show us time and time again what it is, if we're supposed to do that or not. So, Lord, we just lay those things at your feet. All those things are not dependent on us to keep them going. If they are, then they're probably not your will. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Um, the thing that was coming to me was um, Mark 1.12. It says, immediately the Spirit drove him into the wilderness. <coughs> this was right after his baptism. And then he was in the wilderness for 40 days. Tempted by Satan and was with the wild beasts, and the angels ministered to him. And Luke chapter 4. Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan, that is from that 40 day fast, and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted for 40 days by the devil. And in those days, he ate nothing, and afterward, When they had ended, he was hungry. Um, Thank you, Jesus. I was thinking on these verses because I feel like um, we kind of just did a a, um, jump (laughs) in the spirit, and that jump leads us to a higher level of warfare and um, with that comes more testing, more trials Um, and I just noticed in my own life a need to fast and be more disciplined in um, fasted life and what fasting does for us, um, it wakes us up in our spirit. So um, it's necessary, especially when we take a jump to another level of warfare, it's necessary that we fast. It just is. And it's necessary that we get into a lifestyle of fasting, whatever that looks like, um, because we need to be awake and watchful and alert in the Spirit. And so when we turn the dial down on the flesh, the Spirit wakes up. And so it's a, it's just a very important discipline to enter into. And we haven't been emphasizing it very much at all for quite a number of years really. Um, but personally I'm noticing I need to be fasting. So I'm just presenting that to uh, the house as well because we're all going up to another level of warfare. So I don't know if you've noticed that in your own life, but um, if you have, the weapons of our warfare are prayer and fasting. and. Ephesians chapter 6 passage that we pray about the um, armor of God. It says, Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful. To this end, with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. So there is this watching, this perseverance in the place of prayer. And how do we get the strength to do that? It's fast. Fasting gives us strength in the spirit. We feel very weak, right? Because our body's weak when we're fasting. But it's actually strengthening our spirit. So that's why I believe that when Jesus was thrust into the wilderness to fast for 40 days by the Spirit, it's interesting that at the end of the 40 days it says he was hungry and then he was tempted, right? And we think, well, he was the most, in the most vulnerable place right there to be tempted because he was so hungry. Actually, he was the strongest place in the Spirit. He was at the strongest, the highest place so that he could actually wage warfare with the devil, not just a devil, right? He could wage warfare at the highest level because he had been fasting for 40 days. That gave him strength in his spirit to know exactly how to wage warfare for those temptations. And so those temptations, those three temptations, when you study them out, they're the same temptations that happen to us. You actually look at those, you know, and with some depths. Um, this is how the enemy works. He's just the same enemy. He works the same things over and over and over. So when we read the scriptures and how he's tempting people, that's how he's tempting us. He's not, very, he's not that creative isn't come up with a lot of new ideas on how to tempt man. Like what he did to Jesus, he just keeps doing the same types of temptations. So um, we need to glean from Jesus' life, you know. Fasting was his weapon of warfare. And and think about this, he was first baptized. That was his call. He was He was called in his baptism. You know, the Holy Spirit came down on him. And the Father said, this is my son, right? There was a calling to do what he was supposed to do on the earth at his baptism. And then um, later, at the wedding feast of Cana, he was commissioned. So there was a calling first and then a commissioning later. And that's how the Lord works. He calls you at some point for your life call, whatever that is. And then there is a waiting period, sometimes a long time, many years sometimes. And then at some point there will be a commissioning to release you into that. And so um It's very purposeful the time in between the calling and the commissioning. And the typical thing that we tend to do after we get the call is to try to do the call in our own strength, right? Moses had the call to be a deliverer and then he killed an Egyptian to like be a deliverer, right? And it's like that, he was trying. He was trying to follow what he thought he should be doing and it was like miserable failure. Because when we try to do our calling in our own strength, it fails miserably. And then the Lord, and then what happens is then we get depressed, probably go <laughs> get discouraged, and then we wallow in our self pity for a while. And then after a while, we just decide, actually, I probably wasn't called. I know that I was, but I probably wasn't. So I'm just going to give up on that. I'm going to go become a shepherd. For 40 years, like Moses, or you know, whatever, I'm gonna become a fisherman. Peter wanted to go back to being a fisherman. Right? You just give up. You give up on it, and then the Lord doesn't give up on you, so He's gonna bring it back around again and thrust you into this commissioning at some point, and it's gonna be the real deal where you know, okay. tried before to do this on my own and I can't so if this is really happening I need to be utterly dependent on the Lord and so he puts us through these times of um, wilderness times like what Moses had Moses had no ambition for many many years to be the deliverer of his people after that event he got married he was a shepherd He gave up on that idea until that idea was so dead and he was so purged of himself in it that the Lord then came to him in the burning bush and said, okay. Um, And he's like, no, (laughs) I do not want to do that, right? I mean, deep on the inside of us, we really do want to do it because that's our calling our commissioning, right? But... After we've been through that kind of difficulty, where you tried in your own strength, failed, then had a long waiting period where you gave up, then, you know, just all of it. It's so hard. You give up to the point where you're like, okay, no more. And then the Lord's like, good, just emptied yourself of yourself. Now I can fill you with me and commission you to do what I've asked you to do. So um, anyways, I'm bringing all this up because I believe we're at a new level of warfare. Um, With what's happening in Sacramento, we're all together in this. And we just had a massive breakthrough up there. like. Miraculous. Like shocking miraculous. (laughs) We've never had anything of this kind at our banquets where you actually get what you're asking for, almost, you know? Like, and, and I believe we will get the full amount because there were so many cards written that said, I'm praying about how much, you know? So... I'm like, okay, we just got launched up there in a place where two times there have been regional prayer rooms that got shut down, that people are burnt stones up there. The level of warfare is way up in that region, more than what you would imagine. So all of us felt it. Like we got this massive breakthrough and then it was like, boom. <laughs> it's like kind of a kickback. And um, so I'm saying that because it's awesome. We're moving forward, you know, in Sacramento. And here, what happens there happens here. We're all going up to another level. And um, the need to be really awake in the spirit, really watchful. Um, I know for me, I feel like I've been lax. I've been lax. I haven't been in a disciplined, fasted lifestyle the way I need to be. And so I'm kind of calling myself back to higher discipline in that way and denying of self so that my spirit can wake up even more and I can be stronger in the spirit. So, um, all those weaknesses we feel in a fast, our body feels weak, we can't think right, you know? Your mind sort of just goes blank. You're like, "What, what am I supposed to be doing, right? You don't sleep well, you know? You get dizzy, whatever. I mean, there's so many things. And you're like, is this the Lord? (laughs) No, it is. So we notice during the fast, notice your spirit, not your body. You know, because your body wants to complain, 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 complain. But my spirit, I'm a couple days into a fast. Kansas City is doing 21 days right now. I'm jumping in on that as best I can, one day at a time. I don't exactly know what that means, you know. But um, there goes my mind. Mm-hmm. Blank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways. Long. Don't notice your body. Exactly. Yeah. I see. <laughs> but notice your spirit. And so what happens to me in a fast is I actually become super productive in the natural which seems really odd well I'm not spending time eating you know (laughs) and I'm awake in the spirit you know so because I'm awake in the spirit I'm communing with the Lord at a whole nother level so I can work while I pray like nobody's business you know whereas when I'm not in that place when I'm not fasting um I need more concentrated time praying in my prayer closet, you know, to get the same amount of interaction with the Lord. It's hard to explain. But when I'm fasting, it's like almost a continual interaction where it's like I'm in the prayer closet, but I can do, I can work Mm -hmm. in the natural. So it's really odd that way. So like yesterday I worked record hours. <laughs> but I had that. I was able to do that. You know, there was strength in the spirit. I can't explain it. But it's, you know, it's opposite of what you think. So, um, so pray about jumping in on this 21 day fast. It's, it's happening all the way up until the anniversary of the 20th anniversary of Kansas City, which is September 19th, I believe. And our anniversary is September 18th, going on 14 years. Um, and Friday nights, Mike Bickle is speaking on the prophetic history. So every Friday night, if you can tune in up to the anniversary, he's speaking on the prophetic history. Um, they're all in a 21-day fast. And I suspect that the 20-year anniversary is going to be pretty spectacular. So I'm going. I'm going to go. Um, September 17th, I'm going to stay through the 20th. And um, so let's just be praying, um, jumping in on this. Even, you know, what happens to Kansas City happens to us too. We're all in this together. This morning, John Thurlow I turned him on because Josiah couldn't make the 6 a.m. His his schedule's too difficult right now for him to come in at 6. So I came in, turned it on. I'm like, oh, John Thurlow's on, right? My favorite. Plug in John Thurlow. Well, knowing his last set is coming up September 2nd at 2 o'clock p.m. in Kansas City. He's announced that. He's moving on. That's super sad to all of us who love John Thurlow, right? He's just like amazing. He's like our favorite worship leader. and Josiah takes after him, you know? Even like, Josiah watches like how he plays the piano and he (laughs) plays it like that, you know? Like that's how much he takes after him. So anyways, listening to John Thurlow and he's doing all of his, I would say, greatest hits, right? (laughs) From the prayer movement, you know, for the last 15 years, he's been doing this 15 years. John Thurlow has, and he did all of his greatest hits. I mean, all of them, pretty much. I mean, there might have been a couple he missed, which he'll probably do on the 2nd. We're going to have a big screen, flat screen up in here for that. So, September 2nd, if you're around for Labor Day, we're open. We're going to be open in here, and then at 10 o'clock, I might put on that John Thurlow (coughs) set that we heard this morning on that live screen archive. And then when he comes on live for his last set, we're going to have it going in here. So join us if you're around, because it's going to be really sweet. We're all going to just, I mean, even today, when he finished his two-hour set, people clapped. And I started crying. I was just like, you know, because we're all in this together. You know, like some of the songs he played, I remember being in the night watch, you know, at 3 in the morning. And Jason and me and a couple other crazy people running around worshiping God with jubilance, you know, to a John Thurlow song. You know, you just remember those times. You're like, remember when he played that song? And we all just went crazy in the prayer room and landed in a heap and a pile all praying for each other. You know, like those times are so special. And so um, those songs bring back all those times, you know? And then September 3rd, from eight in the morning till four PM we're gonna have the flat screen going with eight different prayer rooms. Our prayer rooms doing one to two in the afternoon live. So pray for us in that that we figure out all the technology and have it work. Dear Lord. David's gonna come over and lead worship. Karen will be singing. Um Dan on the djembe and me prayer leading. So that's our that's our uh, set, and it should be really fun. Last.